1: Chicago Bulls coverage show I am your host Keith Cork and I am joined as always by my buddy, good buddy here and co-host Mr. Trey Hill to break down the first game of the series a seven game series well maybe seven games we'll see the playoff series between the Chicago Bulls and the Milwaukee Bucks where the Bulls fall to the Bucks 86 to 93. Trey if I were to kind of sum this thing up you know quickly and succinctly I would say uh, the Bulls played the be- their best defense you know they have in like three months, A. B, the Bulls missed a ton of freaking shots that any NBA team should hit, B. And C, Vucic, uh, I think, had his maybe his best game of the season. It, I mean, I know he missed a lot of shots, but, man, the way the areas and the places he was getting the ball and the way that he was involved in the offensive end and on the, re, on the boards, I thought it was fantastic. So uh, as a, uh, I guess, Vucic hater on this show, I had to kind of give him some props here. But uh, give me your initial reaction here.
2: After that first quarter, I thought the Bulls really were able to buckle down uh, and kind of get back into it. To me, the, they won the second quarter, but it was really at halftime it seemed like they really clamped down better on on the defensive end. To me, it just seemed like they were more in sync. And if it wasn't for that for that slow start in the first quarter, you know it, you know what all, always what might have been. But it was nice to see the Bulls battle back. They were down 16 points. At one point, I think it was 32 to 16, and to see them come back and take the lead, um, everyone like I've seen, I saw a lot of models say this was the series most likely to end in a sweep. Mm -hmm. And even if it does end up in a sweep, as long as the Bulls can be competitive like this against the defending champs in the playoffs, getting these young guys those playoff reps against the defending champ like that that's worth it to me. So the Bulls lost this game. It's a disappointing loss. But like you said, I think the Bulls found stuff they can build on. And I think in overall, I was happy with how things turned out.
1: That's right. And uh, You're listening to the Sports Ethos Chicago Bulls coverage show. Good listeners. Listeners, please take a moment to go follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Go follow it right now. Um, DeMar DeRozan. Uh, so when I'm talking about the offense and I'm talking about like, you know, uh, it looks just like miles better, uh, through, I would say three quarters tonight. Um, you know, we were getting Vooch the ball, uh, in the high post or, or low in the post. And he was being able to go to work with the space that he needs to, uh, be able to, you know, feel comfortable that that double's not coming. And if the double did come, they were isolating him on the side with, uh, with Zach Levine. And I thought that was a fantastic thing. And then the fourth quarter rolls around, Trey, and all of a sudden we revert back to, oh, just give DeMar DeRozan the ball at the elbow and get out of his way and let him go ISO with 60 seconds left in the shot clock. And then, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. I don't understand why that was the, the call. I don't understand why we just decided to forget, you know, what had brought us uh, – up until this point that we were in this game and we just totally like neglected and and failed to do that. Uh, Defense I thought was still solid, but, uh, but that offense was rough to watch, man. And then we have Zach, Zach Levine uh, also doing some ISO stuff on the perimeter with, you know, some step backs Uh, and, you know, maybe it's that shot. It's not like it's a terrible shot for him, but there are better shots we can get. Right.
2: Yeah. I, I will always support anytime Zach is open beyond the three point line, if he can get the shot up and it's an, it'd be classified as an open look. I want him to take that because that's a quality shot against a team that's as good on the defensive end as Milwaukee. But it did seem like there was a lot of ISO stuff. And you mentioned how we ran all of the offense through Vooch for the, you know, really the second and third quarters, it seemed like. And then they went to DeRozan. I'd rather sprinkle DeRozan ISOs in the second and third quarters. So you don't have Vucevic ending up with 27 shots, even though it seemed like he was kind of, like you said, he was put on the back burner um, in the fourth quarter. So to me, I, I agree. I want to see I want to see the offense be a little more dynamic late in the game.
1: And uh, DeRozan, obviously, six of 25 from the field, 24 percent. That is just disgusting, awful, not good. Um, I know there's a lot of stigma around DeRozan. Uh, when it comes to the playoffs, you know, with, with Toronto, he struggled in the playoffs, so this playoff DeRozan uh, isn't so good. I don't know if I necessarily buy into that narrative. There's been nights you, like this.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, look at the Bucks and all the defensive length they have. Would, mm. We both just watched that game. Would you say that DeRozan was putting himself slash being put in positions to succeed? I I thought the degree of difficulty for most of the things he was doing was, was pretty high. I I didn't think anything was coming easy for him.
1: I think the only thing I would criticize with DeRozan is in the fourth, when we went ISO DeRozan with like, you know, 16 seconds or, or, you know, around there on the shot clock. And he ends up taking a shot with maybe about eight, nine, 10 seconds left on the clock where he's looking for a foul. That's the one thing that I would definitely, you know, have to criticize him for because you could tell that he wasn't even really hoping. It's not like he wasn't hoping to make the shot or trying to make the shot. He was, but he was hoping and anticipating a foul call like three or four times in a row there. And it just wasn't going to happen. This is playoff basketball. They're going to let a lot of crap slide. So that's the one thing I'll criticize. But other than that, no, I thought in general, Trey, the Bulls were generating good looks all game, honestly. I mean, I didn't think that there were a ton of bad shots that they took. What do you think?
2: I thought DeRozan was really the only one who was taking bad shots. And that that's kind of been the Bulls mantra all season. Is DeRozan kind of he bites the bullet and takes the difficult shots, and when he can knock the those high degree high degree of difficulty ones down, the Bulls can can pull out the victories. But no, I I thought the Bulls shot selection was good, and to me, having the offense flow through Vucevic, having and having it run as well as it did, that's what causes the Bulls to be able to play better on defense. I I think the if the Bulls can get in a rhythm on offense, the defense will come around because. When you're going against Giannis, it any chance he any time he gets any momentum in the open court, this Bulls team's just done for.
1: Um the Bulls as a team shot thirty-two percent from the field. Um I don't think, you know, like you said, Trey, you and I just watched that game. Eighteen point nine. Eighteen point nine from three pointer, yeah. So uh, under twenty from threes. But like you said, you know, we just watched this game. I don't feel like there are bad shots. I feel like they're generating good shots, just just missing them, just straight up not hitting shots. Uh, the normally that they normally make. Some things that really jump out, though, I had a sumo only 88 minutes and 44 seconds on the court. That is um, pretty low, right? I mean, uh, you know, I was one that was advocating bringing him off the bench. I thought he could be in a good bench role between 15 and 20 minutes. Um, but this is a really diminished role for him. Do you think that sticks throughout this playoffs? Or do you think that's just something uh, that uh, Billy wanted to try in game one?
2: I think Kobe White playing 23 minutes is a little more than they expected. More than likely, but he was able to was knock down some out. shots. Yeah, he was but he playing was knocking, really well. <clears throat> he was knocking down the shots. He was giving the Bulls what they needed, that offensive spark. And then I thought Derek Jones Jr. getting 10 minutes was a little surprising, but he was effective out there. And I hope he continues to get those minutes. So, like, I don't think this was the game plan going in. I think that we just – we saw kind of what was successful and what the Bulls needed, and it wasn't I.O. It wasn't what he was going to offer tonight. Uh, I don't know that I necessarily could expect that to continue, but if the bulls need offense, I I understand why when Cubby white is going, he's the one that's going to get the majority of those backup guard minutes. Yeah. That's
1: the uh, role we need him in. We we need him in that microwave role. Uh, If he's on, he's got to play more minutes. And if he's not on, uh, he shouldn't play as many minutes. He gets, he had 23 minutes tonight. Like you said, Trey, I think that's, um, pretty good. I, I, I see him rolling the way he was, though, on offense. I mean, he just looked confident out there and was just like shooting it without zero, like zero thought behind it. I actually would have, would have preferred to see him out there for a few more minutes. We only saw Tristan Thompson for about seven and a half minutes, which I'm OK with. I think that's a great role for him uh, in this series. Get out there and just guard Giannis for a good uh, three or four minute stretch and, and give whoever you know needs to get a, a spell a spell uh, give, you know, hopefully a couple, two or three very hard fouls, hopefully Grayson Allen's in that mix and gets a good slap across the face. (laughs) But, uh, but that's the perfect Tristan tops the role I felt like. Javante Green actually got 17 minutes, which I'm happy about. Um, you know, I've been saying the last, uh, you know, month or so, I don't understand why Javante Green kind of disappeared uh, on the bulls. but he was in there, uh, we saw his activity on the offensive boards. He didn't generate a lot of stats here, but I felt like he gave us positive minutes.
2: Yeah, and on the defensive end, I thought that just bringing the energy that he brings, that's something that the Bulls struggled with throughout the throughout the regular season. I think a lot of that was just fatigue, you know, from playing all the minutes, from having so many injuries, but like you see DeRozan with 43 minutes, Vooch with 39. Zach had 37. That Those are pretty high numbers, and... Ideally, you'd like to see the Bulls find a way to maybe get those down a little bit, and then maybe you can see Io go from nine minutes up to 15 just from cutting DeRozan and Booch down a little bit. So, I, I don't know. It, they just seem... To me, the key is Giannis, and I mm-hmm. think the Bulls, with the way Giannis plays, I would like to see the Bulls try and get him in foul trouble.
1: Mm-hmm. And they did, they did a pretty good job of that tonight, Trey. I mean, he did, he wasn't like... Ever really in uh, foul trouble until the very end there, um, but he was always uh, they, they did a, there was a concerted effort from the Bulls players to get in front of him on drives. And draw an offensive charge. And that was successful at least twice. It might have been three times he got an offensive foul. Um, but I know De Rosen drew one and Crusoe drew one. And these yeah. guys were just throwing their bodies in front uh and just like you know flopping, whatever you want to call it, but they were they were making a concerted effort to do this. And th- that's the way you gotta play Giannis, and you know, it hurts and it's really sacrificing your body for the greater good. Um, so I was really proud of what the Bulls did there uh on the defensive side there. I thought they did a fantastic job on Giannis and a really fantastic job job on Middleton too. Um, taking taking advantage of Middleton's kind of lackluster uh, handles with Caruso, uh, a little bit of IO in there too, um, generating turnovers and getting points off turnovers where the Bulls are best. So, um, I, you know, even even while I was watching that first quarter trade, we were losing. Uh, I think it was like 13 points at the end of the first quarter. Uh, I still felt like, you know, oh wait, this is there's something different going on here because I did feel like, yeah we were losing by 13. I did feel like. Um, You know, we were generating good looks on the offensive end and then the second quarter hit. And like you said, I think that's when the defense really started to uh, formulate itself and we're playing great defense. I said, wait a minute, the Bulls are going to give themselves a chance to win this, I think. Uh, and it was, it was true. They, they fought there, man. There's nothing to be ashamed of here. Uh, this is potentially the, no the they, they took in. the lead in yeah. the
2: third quarter and in the fourth quarter. It wasn't even like they snuck back and just barely took the lead in the fourth quarter, catching the, the bucks off guard. They took the lead late into the third. It it was a competitive game throughout and to hold the, the bucks to 93 points. I think that really helps show just how effective the bulls were. They had two quarters. They held them under 20 points. It, it, yeah. It was, it was a well-fought game between two teams that, that played really well, and to see the Bulls be able to to have this kind of effort and to, to compete with the Bucks you know, when the lights are shining brightest, that's just such a good sign for this team, considering, like you said, they shot 32% and 18% from three.
1: I want to ask you something here. Um, speaking of the light shining bright, we'll, we'll come back to that here, but I want to go ahead and plug, guys. We have a new Brit daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos. Thrive Fantasy. Prop up a Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code Ethos. When you sign up you get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit, up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your pops hit and then players with the most points want a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com lights are shining bright it was zach levine's first playoff game ever a uh, big moment for him i felt like he had, you know he had some moments where he really rose up and i felt like people were going to actually see what we've seen you know the last uh, season couple seasons here with zach levine just his ability to create offense uh, anywhere on the floor and really just be uh, an elite level uh, scorer. but then, you know, he gets hit with that, I think it was the fourth foul in the third quarter, um, where he, so he was called for a charge on Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton was still moving, according to the replay, and Billy Donovan doesn't challenge it. I know that's early in the game, uh, Trey, but that's, you know, that's a foul that, on Zach that is going to cost him some minutes. Isn't that something you'd want to see Billy review? Uh,
2: I mean hindsight's 2020 we didn't end up needing to use it so yeah ideally that's where like looking back at the entire game that's where you would have wanted to use it but zach was still able to play 37 minutes i do think having the five fouls makes him you know less less effective so there Mm -hmm. is the argument for that but i it didn't really cut into his minutes so much i think but more cut into just how aggressive he could be so looking back yeah uh but i do you remember how much time was left when that happened I think it was like eight
1: minutes left in the third or something like that. Um, it was quite, a, you know, it was quite a uh, pr- pretty quickly into the third quarter. He was cooking too. He had hit hit like th- three shots before that, uh, and we know Zach Levine third quarters, man, that's like his quarter to shine for whatever reason. He just comes out lightning. And, he really uh, does. Yeah, and then he caught he caught that it's just, ball. Yeah.
2: It's just so hard to use that early, especially in such a close game. I but but yeah, like looking back, that's when you would have wanted to use it. So yeah. I thought um, I I, I can't I can't criticize him for not using it, but in the moment it was kind of like, well, well, maybe it's time to to go ahead and do this. So I I do I do understand the second guessing. I just it's hard for me to hold it against him in the
1: moment. I did tweet out, um, Billy, how do you not challenge that call? Because it's your star player. Um, like I said, he was cooking right before that, hitting shots. It looked like he was just gonna get on a on a heater here. and that's what you kind of have to do. I mean if you have somebody like that, you have to like, be protect that at all costs and against the bucks you have to take you know the points when you can get them. and then when he went to the bench, the bulls uh you know, they didn't lose the third quarter, obviously. Uh, they won the third quarter actually by I believe five points. but um it just it, 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 they all their gains came at the beginning of the third quarter basically uh and then as that third quarter wore on it was kind of like back and forth and and you kind of it felt like you kind of missed out an opportunity and then that fourth quarter hit, and it was like, oh my gosh, can't, neither team can buy a bucket. And then if there's another play in the fourth, tray that uh, I thought Billy could trail and challenge, and that was the Patrick Williams foul on the rebound with Giannis going over his back. I have no idea how that's a foul on Patrick Williams, who is just literally boxing out and bending forward. That's just a terrible call. Um, so, you know, again, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not trying to like – I think Billy came in with a really fantastic game plan here. But, you know, I think he should have challenged that play. If not that Zach Levine play, then I definitely would have used it, because I think there was like two minutes left in the game at that
2: point. Yeah, I had honestly completely forgotten about that one until you just mentioned it. That was, I, I, I don't, I don't understand that call. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that was a terrible (laughs) thing. I hesitate, you know, I I don't want to to blame the refs. I thought they did a pretty good job overall um, with the game, but but when the whistle blew, I, I just I do not understand how how you blow that whistle and you call the foul on on Patrick Williams there. The only thing I can like, the only thing I can think of is they didn't realize because that would put that would have been Giannis's sixth, right? Yeah, he would have thought out. yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Like to me, the only thing I can think of is they did not realize what they were doing when they blew the whistle and they didn't realize they were about to throw Giannis out of the game and they decided against <laughs> it because he's Giannis.
1: You hate to you hate to think that that stuff happens, but it definitely does. Uh, it definitely plays a role in in the 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 uh, arithmetic here. I guess you'll call it.
2: And, it there, was just... and there wasn't another buck around for no. them to to you know you know how they do that sometimes. Mm. Like uh and the in the Raptors seventy sixers game, I saw at least one foul for sure where Siakam very clearly fouled Embiid, and uh, they gave it to Boucher as mm. he as he very happily raised his hand to take that foul. Yeah. But there was no one around for Giannis to hand that one off to.
1: Yeah, that was just a terrible call though. I have no cuz Patrick was literally just like standing there bent almost completely over like 90 degrees and Giannis went over his back, jumped on his back to get the rebound and now it's a it's a foul on Patrick. It makes no sense. I mean,
2: all he was uh, doing was boxing out. Like he, he yeah. was Patrick Williams was making it a point to not even go for the rebound. He, yeah, he was, was just boxing to keep Giannis out away from so him. the yeah. so the other guys could get the rebound and yeah. Giannis literally just jumped over his back to like yeah. It's unfathomable how that was Floyd. <laughs> so yes, there's the one that you should have challenged, Billy. There's yeah. the one where we can fault you, you
1: <laughs>
2: ass, dumbass.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I thought, to, but no. But speaking of Billy Donovan, I think that you know, if anything, like I, I don't think you know, neither of us really thinks that the Bulls are going to win this series. Um, it's going to be a very difficult you know battle if they if they even take it to six, seven games, which that's a big ask here. Um, but I think the one thing we can take away from the series going forward, Trey, is just this is like a good evaluation point or a good, um, you know, testing, I guess, for Billy Donovan as a head coach. And I thought, you know, he had a fantastic game plan. I felt like the guys were really well prepared. I felt like they did. Um, you know, again, we're talking about the defense on Giannis, we're talking about the defense on Chris Middleton. We're talking about forcing uh, the Bucks to take shots that they don't necessarily want to take. Um, defensively, I thought it was fantastic. Offensively, again, through three quarters thought we generated good looks and, and, you know, we had good motions going on. So, you know, I thought there was good preparation for this game here, but. uh, And
2: I I really liked his rotations, keeping, keeping high energy defensive focused players out there at all times to keep that defensive intensity because in the regular season, the bulls were so susceptible to those defensive lapses where, you know, that team would go on an eight Oh run. And then, you know, five minutes later, maybe go on, a 12 to 4 run, and boom, the game's out of reach. Whereas tonight, the they the rotations, well, they were different. Like you messaged me before the game, talking about how Ia wasn't in the starting lineup; he only played nine minutes. They were different rotations, but I thought he did a really good job of of kind of matching matching, mixing and matching the players on the court. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I thought it was probably the best of the season, honestly. And um, you know, you have to kind of wonder where this was for the last, you know, couple months. But I'll, I'll take it when we get it, and that's fine. Um, let's talk about Patrick Williams, though. 23 minutes and he only shot three shots. That's just not going to cut it for me, man. Um, he was open for at least one shot. I know that he was wide open. and He just passed it up uh, again. And this has happened with him before. Uh, 0 for two from three. I mean, you know, even if you miss it, you've got to fire it up. You've got to be a threat, or else you're just you're not helping anything. Um, you know, what do you think? I mean, I the, mean one, a good, the one the one he is did is make.
2: Ex- at least it was late in the fourth quarter. It was yeah, a nice clutch a, a basket.
1: Yeah. Um, and there's a good pass from, I think, Luch got him on the on a, uh, cut there for a layup. Um, but what do you think here, Trey? I mean, you know, obviously, this is a good experience here for Patrick Williams. you think it's just first-game jitters? you think he's going to get better? Um, you know, what's going on here, do you think?
2: I think he's expending all of his effort on the defensive end because he is the primary defender on Giannis, it seems to be. So I think he's just camping out in the corner or camping out wherever and taking what he can get. He shot four th- free throws. Yeah. So I'd say, you know, he at least had two attempts where he was fouled on the attempt. But even if you get even if he say he say he makes those two shots and he only goes three of five, you still want him to have more than five, five attempts. And. Again, I think it's he just has to be assertive, he, he has to be the aggressive guy on on offense, because. As athletic as he is, as talented as he is, when he does that, he finds shots even against a team as talented and as as big as Milwaukee. Yeah.
1: Um. Alex Caruso, <laughs> the Caruso, in the fourth quarter. Uh. Even the SPN guys, I had the ESPN guys on. I don't know if you listen to Stacey or, or ESPN, but uh, I had the SPN guys on, the national guys, and they were talking about how it seemed like there were five Alex Caruso's out there. I thought I was listening to Stacey King for a minute there, uh, in that fourth quarter because that man was just. Uh, at one point they said he was uh, um, dominating the game with his defense, and he really was. Uh, he was everywhere, causing turnovers, causing havoc, uh, causing the the Bucks to just uh, you know make mistakes uh, just by being in, in in really awkward spots for them. Uh, just such a masterclass of how to play uh, good help defense and and on ball defense, just just defense in general. Uh, so I can't say enough about Alex Caruso tonight. Um, what do you think, man?
2: I thought it was so much fun to watch. It was like the beginning of the season, whenever the defense was really in tune, and we got to watch them be the aggressors on the defensive end. And to me, what that shows is how in tune the defense behind Caruso was because what, for him to be able to play that way, the rest of the defense has to be in tune to kind of, you know, just to kind of have their awareness up extra level because he, you know, he is roaming a little bit. He's, he's causing that havoc on the defensive end and, if the Bulls can continue to stay this engaged on the defense, I'm I'm hoping they can steal at least one, if not two games in this series. Maybe get it to a game six because I, yeah. like that defense is going to be the key to that though.
1: I think that's what we're looking at here too. I think we're looking at you know, I would like to see them win one game. Obviously, I think that's a um, that's kind of an expectation for me at this point after seeing a game here. Uh, if they bring that now, if they get swept, I'm not going to like cry about it. I think the Bucks have total. Uh, ability here and just you know Giannis is still on the court so there's always a chance that they can uh, sweep the Bulls but if the Bulls do win a game I'm going to say okay good that's you know that's kind of my expectation here that's what I want to see if they win two here I'm going to consider that a win at this point uh, if they can push it to six games uh, I really think that that's going to you know be stretching what people expected of us here and it's going to be also stretching uh, you know my own expectations of the team uh, at this point so uh, you know that's what we're looking at here, and oh man, it was such a such a chance to win tonight, and so unfortunate. We can let's talk about Vucevic. Um, you know, I, I mentioned before, I love what he did on the offensive end. Uh, when he was when the offense was running through him, I thought it was just fantastic because he was getting touches in the in the post, and then he was making quick. Well, he was making the right decisions because sometimes making a quick decision isn't right. So if you get the ball in the post and you immediately pass it out, that doesn't help anybody sometimes. But sometimes if you take a second and then look where the defense is coming from and then make the pass, that helps. So it's a tricky thing. It's more tricky than just, hey, let's let's have the ball pop in and out or something like that. You have to be smart in the post. I felt like he made smart decisions tonight uh, when the offense was running through him. Cutters were open, uh, you know, uh, when the doubles coming down, he was hitting Zach Levine or whoever else for threes, and they were hitting threes. Um, when he, when no no help was coming, he was actually dominating the post, I felt like, backing it down against Brooke Lopez, uh, against Bobby Portis, um, and even when he got ahead of guard on him here and there, uh, you know, he was really taking advantage of those matchups. So uh, I thought it was a good booch game, but then, of course, end of the fourth happens and what happens? He gets an easy bunny at the rim, an offensive rebound with like 40 seconds In front of him, what the fuck happened, man? But now, overall, what do you think about Vooch?
2: (laughs) I think it showed that if the Bulls are going to have a chance to win a game in this series, I think it's going to have you're you're going to have to play through Vooch because, as much as the Bulls love to play the isoball with Zach and Damar, the defensive ability that the Bucks have, especially when you allow Giannis to be the roamer, that they're just they're they're too talented for the Bulls to win games that way. You have to force Giannis to either guard Vucevic himself or to be the guy who comes to help. And then when when Vuce is passing out of out of that, you're passing away from Giannis. And that's how you take advantage of the Bucks team. The Bucks depend on having Giannis as that roamer, as that free safety, who kind of cleans up everything else behind them. And if you can take advantage of not having Giannis behind them, that's that's where you can maybe see the the cracks in the armor.
1: It was less pick and roll with Vucevic. It was more um, pick and then kind of circle around and hope that you get to switch here so you can get taking advantage of somebody in the post. And that's I think that's that caters more to his game then putting him in the pick and roll over and over again with Zach and, and DeMar obviously still want pick and roll actions. That's always going to be a, a plus in the, in the NBA. Um, but I just felt like they were utilizing him so much better than we've seen all season uh, tonight. So if they can t- continue to do that for the rest of the series, I, I'll probably change my tune about whether or not I want Vooch back here because then it's, you know, we're actually using him in ways that are beneficial in my opinion. Um, what do you think about
2: that? So you're saying you like really it, a- using the pick and roll with the objective of getting the switch, whereas a yes. lot of the time we were using the pick and roll as the objective to just give DeMar the advantage. Yeah, you know, give get DeMar the, the advantage. On
1: or, or yeah, or, or get like a pick and pop with with Vooch, which, you know, it's just not it's not his, his strong suit.
2: Right. I, I agree. I like the idea of getting of hunting the switches for Vooch and then letting him create off of that because I think he's a smart playmaker. I think he's a, an excellent passer for his size. And I think he can read the defense as well read defense as well like like we saw tonight. You mentioned you don't have to act fast necessarily. What it is is you want to you want to have that advantage, you want to force the team to try and fix that advantage. And when they bring the double however they happen to bring it, that's when you pass out of it. Because Vooch has the post skills to score over smaller guys if they try and just leave that smaller guy on an island against him.
1: Yeah. And I love, I love what even, even when it was, you know, Brooke Lopez against him and Brooke Lopez, you know, uh, not necessarily a slouch on defense. I mean, he's not like a fantastic you know defensive player. Uh, he can block shots for sure. Um, but even when Brooke Lopez was on him, he was still, you know, backing him down with uh, confidence and, and really taking advantage of the one-on-one matchup there in the post. Cause uh, Booch is a beast, man. And that's what he did, you know, in Orlando. That's what I like to see him do in Chicago if he's going to be here long term. So uh, love I saw out of Boots tonight, but yeah. Just the choke in the fourth quarter is just like, come on, Booch. And I know he shot, let me say this. I know he shot two of ten from three. Um, but I'm taking that every time. If he shoots three of ten, if he hits one more shot, and they're they're all wide open. And you have to do that because you have to stretch this Milwaukee Bucks defense. Um, you have to get Brooke Lopez and, and Giannis out of the paint. And if they're not gonna do that, I I have no problems with him going bombs away. And if he goes three for ten, Trey, this might be a different basketball game if it's just one more shot. And they were all wide open. They all, like, were spot on, just happened to be, like, you know, hit the back of the rim.
2: Yeah, they were excellent looks. He has to take those shots. And, right, one more shot. That's 30%. And you're, you're not necessarily happy with 30%. You're hoping you can get some 40% in there. But just knocking down one or two of those, that's a game changer. Yeah. And – especially taking the shots early and establishing the fact that they're going to have to continue to get out there and guard you. So to me, I, I think Voo, more and more we see that Vooch really is the key to unlocking the success for this team.
1: Yeah. Um, and, you know, if we had Lonzo, I think getting out in transition would be uh, more of what we do. Um, But without him, it's going to be just, there's going to be, and especially when it comes to playoff time, it's always going to be more half-court defenses or offenses. And when you're doing that, uh, Vooch is definitely key there. Um, But before we move on, guys, I want to go ahead and just say, uh, stop giving your personal information to your ISP. On top of overcharging, your ISP is allowed to legally sell your browsing history to third-party advertisers for a ton of cash. Take your privacy back with ExpressVPN. Head to our special promotional link at expressvpn.com slash football uh, to get three bonus months on a 12-month subscription. It's super easy turning it on just takes one click and it works right with streaming services like Netflix or sports packages like League Pass 2. Once more, that's expressvpn.com slash hoopball. Grab those three bonus months right now. Um, oh man, I just, I wish, <laughs> I so much wish we would have won this game. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to see, uh, it's hard to see the the Bucks shooting that poorly again because even though the Bulls play great defense, um there were a lot of shots that the bucks missed also they as a team they only shot 40.5 percent from the field and they only shot 26.3 percent from three-pointers uh you know it's been a long layoff for them they haven't played a lot of basketball for the bulls too so both teams probably a little bit rusty uh that might have played a little bit into the all the, the shots being missed here trey but i don't know if you, I, if you were to tell me so basically both teams struggled from the field i would say if you were to ask me which team is more likely to struggle to bounce back from that and perform better from the field, I have to say Bucks, right? So I felt like this was a real opportunity for us.
2: Yeah, I do, I definitely will regret the Bulls not stealing this game because this was one that the Bucks tried to hand not necessarily hand them, but they did not put the Bulls away whenever they had opportunities to do so, and I think. Like I think the the Bulls will be lucky to get the one game and as much as I love the idea that they might be able to get two from from the Bucks this was really this was one of those two that the Bulls would have been lucky enough to steal and they just weren't able to get it done
1: um, the next one, guys. Next Bulls game is going to be uh, in Milwaukee again, of course, against the Bucks, and it's going to be on Wednesday, April 20th at 8:30 p.m. Central. That is a late start there, uh, but we're going to be here for it. I'm going to be here for it. Hopefully, Trey will be here for me for it too, and uh, we're going to break it down for you guys. But I think that's going to be it for me. Anything else, Trey?
2: No, uh, I should also be here for that. So hopefully we get to to celebrate uh, a split going back to Chicago. If
1: we can get a split going back into Chicago, because, man, that UC crowd is going to be nuts for playoff games. Uh, Even when the Bulls were winning tonight and they took the lead, you could hear cheers in Milwaukee, of course. Of course, they're not that far away, um, but you could hear it on the national broadcast even. So uh, that UC crowd is going to be absolutely nutty. So if we can go one-on-one into the Chicago, man, who knows? You never know. You got You just got to play the games. Hopefully, maybe, you know, if, all it takes is like Giannis turning his ankle and all of a sudden we've got a series here. So uh, keep the Faithfuls fans. We're going to take bring you here for you, be here for you guys. We're going to break it down for you. But quickly, before we sign off, I want to also remind you all to use coupon code Hoopball20 at Manscaped.com for 20 percent off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at MyBookie.ag. Use code Hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. I am your host, I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at BSBP Keith, at bsbpkeith Keith. And Trey, where can people find you?
2: On Twitter at Final Finally.
1: And please, please, especially all of you Dash Radio folks, go follow us on Twitter when you get a chance. At Ethos Bulls is the uh, Twitter handle for the Twitter f- feed There it is a, a feed that we are going to be growing here in the next uh, season, hopefully here, and uh, retweeting a bunch of stuff so you won't have to go anywhere else for Bulls news. So go follow us at Ethos Bulls. And uh, give us a five-star review, too, if you have an Apple device and you're listening on iTunes. Uh, or if, if, you, if you're not listening on iTunes, just go to iTunes and give us a five-star review. And let us know how we're doing, please. Uh, it helps us reach more views. Uh, but, yeah, let's go, Bulls. Let's get Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.